0: John Mize here, and in today's training, we're going to talk about breaking through. We're going to talk about breaking through to the next level. You see, just by virtue of you being here, you most likely have been through some of my courses. You've been through some of my classes. You've been through other people's courses. You've been through other people's classes. May I say it like it is. You know what to do. You've started things you've hit walls you've hit walls and you've been unable to break through the wall and one of two things happen when folks can't break through walls they either continue to bang their head against the same wall and some of you for the last three years you've banged your head against the same wall and i got to tell you this i applaud your persistence i do and in fact i think persistence is one of the keys to success in this world persistence it's one of the keys it's not all of it because you can be you know you can be persistent about the wrong things and not get anywhere but I believe that persistence is huge. And so for those of you that have been banging your head against the same wall for the last three years, I applaud you. But I want to change things today. I want to bump things up to the next level because it is time for you to break through. And then for some of you, for some of you, you hit walls and then you say, I'm going to try again. And I applaud you for being willing to try every month for the last 36 months. You try a new class. You try a new angle. You know, let's face it, I put out a new class and you join that and it's exciting and, and just like everybody else out there, I disappoint you because I miss one little thing that you really, really need. And so you take another class from somebody else that gives you the one little thing that you need and then you realize that they miss something else. It's the one little thing that you need. And, and then you take another class from me now again and I give you the one little thing that you need, but then I open up a new bag of worms that are something else you think that you need. And so I applaud you for the last 36 months for starting over and starting over and starting over. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Number one, I cannot predict your success or failure. I can't do that. The second thing is I cannot tell you what absolutely will and will not work for you. You see, you have a unique personality. You have unique abilities. You have unique God-given talents. And you have unique God-given abilities that you have either chosen to through your life to enhance and grow or you've allowed them to rot, and maybe something has to change. And so I, so I don't know exactly where you're at with what it's going to take for you deep down inside to be able to make these things happen. Okay. I also can't tell you that if what I give you today, if you just apply it in a one, two, three, you know, six, seven, eight type of thing, is is it going to work exactly for you? Probably not. But what I can do is I can shed some light on what I'm able to do to be able to break through, okay? And I'm not bragging or anything like that, but I want to shine some light on the fact that that I have not banged my head against the same wall for three years or ten years. I've been in this for over ten years. Have I had challenges? Yeah, I hit a wall every week maybe. I mean, certainly, I, I you could probably look at almost every month for the last ten years I've hit a wall. And the thing is not only am I standing after 10 years and have there been ups and downs yes do I sometimes have to pull back yes do I sometimes give it all I have yes probably usually you know at, at least when you when I'm facing you uh, on a call like this I want to give you everything I've got and I think you get that most of the time So I'm not perfect but I can tell you this that I've risen again and again and again. So I've had challenges and I've risen. I've hit walls and I've either broken through or I've found another wall to break through. So I've risen again and again and again. It's not not a one-hit wonder. nothing wrong with one-hit wonders, but it's hard to learn about duplicatability from a one-hit wonder because a lot of times they don't know why they succeeded. And if they think that they know, they're probably wrong. I have risen, I have fallen again and again and again. I have made more mistakes in the last 10 years than many people make in their entire lifetime. But I've also risen up more times in the last 10 years than many people do in their lifetime. In the next 10 years, I predict I will make more mistakes and I will rise again. And and then hopefully as we do this, there's this rising so we, we take some steps and we fall and we rise and we fall and we rise and hopefully that looks like a staircase and it's going up over time. I want to impart some of that to you today. How many of you would like me to impart that to you today? You You'd like to get a feeling for how you can start rising up, breaking through these walls no matter what because I'll tell you, Some of you exude an amazing amount of confidence. I'm not going to name names here, but some of you exude an amazing amount of confidence. You are confident that next month everything's going to change. You are confident about every project that you go into. But the truth of the matter is if we look at the big picture over time, you're not making a whole lot of progress. I want that to change today. Today. I want something to snap inside of you, so I'm going to stop telling you what we're going to do and let's get into doing it. I want to see some changes happen. The first thing I want to talk about is fear. Fear. Fear is a paralyzer. Fear is a paralyzer. Now, we have fear because fear is designed to protect us. Fear is designed to protect us from the lion in the woods. Fear is designed to protect us from that. Fear is designed, our bodies were designed with a natural fear mechanism so that if we hear a really loud noise, we'll stop and make sure that it's not a tree falling on us we need to run really fast. That's what fear is really good for. Now, fear also helps us decide we're going to set money aside for retirement. Fear also, uh, you know, leads us to make sure our mortgage is paid each month. Fear tells us we go to the doctor once a year so fear propels us in a good way as well. When it comes to building your business, you see, most people in this world don't build businesses. And and so just the fact that you are attempting to build a business puts you in, like, the top 5% of the world. I mean, seriously. You know, a lot of times we think along the lines of these spectrums of money. How much money do you have to have to be in the top 5% of the world? Right? So that's really a relevant number. Because I'll tell you, you can be in the top five percent financially and not be nearly as happy as somebody that lives in a bamboo hut. Seriously. So to money is kind of a lousy thing to be proud of being in the top five percent of the world, right? You can also be have beauty that you could say, well, if, if I have these characteristics, you know, I'm I'm one of the five mo five percent most beautiful people in the world or most handsome people in the world. The challenge is that wears off, right? And so people that stake their existence on beauty, when it wears off when you're 35 or 45 or 55, well, that's rough to take, right? You know, the same thing with intelligence. You say, well, you know, so you, if you have a certain IQ, you're in the top 5%. Well, what good is that if you don't use it? I mean, there's an awful lot of smart people in this world that never do anything or worse yet, you know, get into lots of trouble with, with their intelligence but you are in a class of people who are the top 5% of the world because you are willing to pull out all the stops and start your own business. That's what, that's what makes you top 5% in the world. And see, the beautiful thing about that is, is that you have some control over that. You, you have the ability to decide or not to decide. Whether or not you want to do your own thing, or like 95% of all the other people in the world, you just want to work for somebody else and let them make all the decisions. There's nothing wrong with that. 95% of the world does it. 95% of the world, or 92 or whatever the number is, is paid by somebody else to do what they're told to do. Seriously. You are top 5% in this world, and you have a choice to run your business. Now, because of that, you're in this category of people that defy all odds. You defy all odds. Whether you're successful or not, you defy all odds. When, as humans, we defy all odds, we have a separate set of challenges that nobody else has. So, for example, if you're a very creative person, you have a set of challenges that nobody else in this world has. If you are a highly talented person in a certain category, you have challenges that nobody else in this world has. If you're a very smart person, you have challenges that nobody else in this world has, and they don't understand. They don't understand. As an entrepreneur, you have challenges nobody else has. One of those challenges is that deep down inside, you are willing to take risk. Deep down inside somewhere, you are willing to take risk. The problem is when you try to fit in with the rest of the world, you don't know where your risk-taking can fit in. And so what happens is you become afraid. You become afraid that if you do something that's outside of the box, something will break, and that other people won't like it, or that you'll lose some money, or that you'll get stuck and you won't be able to figure it out. I going to ask you first, so what? Because, see, here's the thing, not acting or banging your head against the wall but not pushing through to the next level because of fear is not working any better for you than if you took the leap and everything failed, right? I'm going to do an exercise with you right now. I'd love for you to take out a sheet of paper. Hopefully you're taking notes. I, I think that for most of you take notes. So you just got a sheet of paper there anyway. Flip it over. But let's just take a few minutes. And write down what's the absolute worst thing that could happen, the total worst-case scenario that could happen if you just pulled out of all the plugs and you did what you've been called to do. You built that big business that you've been called to do. You broke through all the challenges. What's the worst thing that could happen? So just write them down. I'll give you some ideas. You could get pretty broke, right? So you could be in a very bad spot financially. You'd lose everything, right? You could lose an important friendship. Write that down. You could lose an important friendship. Maybe write down what the friendship is. You could realize your dream won't work and be devastated emotionally and psychologically for 90 days. That could happen. What else would happen? What else could happen if you totally gave it all to what you've been holding back in your business just a little bit? What's the worst that can happen? Write it all down. And I've given you some ideas, and they're really extreme. because the truth of the matter is, most of you, you know, even if you invest ten thousand dollars in some way, you know, if you if you somehow have it to invest, whether you borrow it or you take it out of savings or you go get a job. That pays $200 a week and say save save for 50 weeks you have 10 grand to invest. Even if you lost every penny you invested, I mean, you probably still have a roof over your head. But I mean, even if you just lost everything and you lost friends and you lost some family and you lost the money and you lost your dream and you lost everything, worst case scenario, you write it down. Let me ask you this. When it was all over and it was done, and you lost everything, what would it take to get it all back? Now, let's just say you lost everything, and you said, well, i got to go back to work. i got to go back and get a regular job. How long would it take to get back to where you're at right now? That year or two. If you lost all your friends, and then you went to everybody, and you apologized, and you said, can we start over? and and a few of them wouldn't come back, you really want that person as your friend anyway, and everybody else came back. You think about it. If you lost everything, how long would it take to get the important things back? Now, you have to make your own judgment call on what this means, And, and if you've never done this exercise before, you may need to think about it for a day or two. Doing this exercise energizes me because I realize that no matter how bad things get, and I've had it pretty bad in my life, I've pretty much lost everything in my life on almost every front at least once in my entire life. So I've come back. And the truth of the matter is most of you have to. Most of you have lost everything in one part or more in your life, and you've come back. You have confidence that you'll come back. You come back easier the second time. And so when I do this exercise, it helps me with fear. Because I realize that if I do the thing I fear the most and everything falls apart, it's not so bad anyway. Now, I can't make you feel that way. Maybe you don't want to feel that way, and that's okay. But what if you you did the exercise, maybe you're feeling it right now. You're like, wow, Sean, you're right. I really can give this everything I've got. I can give this everything I've got because, although I have everything to lose, I have nothing to lose because I can get it all back. I may not even want it back when it's all gone. And so that's fear. If you don't push past fear, you you'll never get you never get where you want to get. If you never if you don't get past fear. So now I want to talk with you about the vision. Many of you are stuck banging against a wall that you can't get through because your vision isn't big enough to break down that wall. Now, I know some of you, your feelings are hurt right now as I say that because you go, Sean, you don't understand. My vision is really, really big. If your vision is that big, you should be working on the thing that is your vision Right now, and consistently, and constantly, every single day. I want to give you a more. Well, I, I I'm to, I want to give you an example from college. So some of you, many of you, have gone to college, and many of you went to college against all odds. And if you didn't, then think about something in your life where you did it against all odds. Many of you went to college not because some grandparent just paid for it, but your parents said, look, you can go to college if you want, but we can't help you. We can't help you. We can't do anything to help you. We can give you a couple hundred bucks for books or something, but if if you've been to college, you, you know that a couple hundred bucks doesn't go very far. So you went to college against all odds. And so you signed up for classes. Maybe you took some loans. You signed up for classes on installment plan. You had no idea you were going to pay for it, but you started doing your classes. You went to school every day, right? Why? Because foremost in front in your mind was, this is my vision. I'm going to be the first person of my family to get a four-year degree. And so you just pushed through every day. Even if you took a day off, you were feeling guilty that you ought to be in there doing your vision. You were pushing through because you wanted to do something nobody in your family had ever done. Or you were pushing through because you wanted to give your children a better life than you had. You were pushing through. And every single day finishing that 40-year degree was consuming you. Look, I'm going to make a bold statement here. It may not be true all the time, but it's probably true for you. If you don't have the same drive inside of you that I just described right now in your online business, it's probably never going to work. Ever. You'd be better off to take the 20 hours a week that you're working online trying to figure things out. If you don't have that drive and just get a part-time job, you'll be better off at the end of the year financially. I don't want anybody to do that. I really don't. Because I believe you're here. I believe that between me and you and God, you can make this success happen but i want you to understand that if you're not on fire for whatever you're doing online it's not going to work if you're not on fire you know and i've I've tried to say this in the past and i stopped saying it for a while because people would argue with me philosophically they'll be like well you know you can do something you're not on fire for you just have to have the discipline to do it the problem is discipline breaks down how many of you have been, had tried to lose weight? You lose, like, you're supposed to lose 60, but you lose 20. You're all excited, and you're on fire, and then your fire goes away, and then you're, ah, I just do it through discipline. After about another month, the discipline gets old, and you start eating like you used to, and the weight comes back. You've got to have more than discipline to make it through your business. And I believe that discipline is a part of the whole thing. You have the discipline. But if you have a burning fire inside of you, for your vision, you wake up every day asking, what do I need to do to advance my vision today? What does that mean? What does that mean? Many of you are being sabotaged right now, and you have all kinds of excuses for me about why you spend an hour surfing, and you spend an hour on Facebook, and you spend an hour in email, and and it's not your fault, and it's all these distractions, and it's You have reasons for distractions and you have reasons for being distracted and you have reasons for this and you have reasons for that and and you just don't know what to do and so you have all these reasons. The truth of the matter is if you had this absolute burning fire to succeed at something, you wouldn't want to open up your email box. I don't want to open up my email box every day. That's one of my least favorite things to do is open my email box. I generally only open my email box when I feel like there's a pressing need on the other side that probably somebody's paid for for me to deliver. I don't want to open my email box. Why? Because my email box is full of other people's problems. Think about it. Your email box is full of other people's problems. When you, when I don't want to surf, surfing is just a waste of time. I only want to do targeted searches to find out exactly what I need when I'm working on something. I'm not distracted by surfing. I'm not distracted by Facebook. I'm not distracted by email. It's not because I'm special. It's not. You know, the, the, so many times I hear from folks about being distracted and there's all these different reasons and then I hear from other folks that are like, You know, and I don't know that these are the words, but I think that the mentality persists that I'm special. I'm special so I don't have a desire to view all these things online that waste people's time for hours every day. But I'm not. I'm not special because I have a burning desire to change the world in which I work. I have a burning desire for that. And so when I wake up in the morning, one of the first thoughts I have is, okay, what am I going to do today to advance my burning desire? That's the first thing and the foremost thing. I'm not working through a to-do list. I don't use a to-do list. Um, I'm not working through email first thing in the morning. I'm not working through other people's problems first thing in the morning. I'm not worrying about all kinds of different things first thing in the morning. The most important thing to me is my burning desire, my fire to change the world in a very particular area that's mine. Now, if you don't have that, you need to figure that out. You need to figure out what your burning desire is. And I'm just calling it like it is because what you're doing is not working. Now, excuse me, if you think that you have that burning desire, you think you have that burning desire, and you have it, and it's there, then you say, but, Sean, my to-do list helps me. But, Sean, answering email calms me. But, Sean, spending 45 minutes in Facebook makes me happy. But, Sean, all of these things that I'm doing, Sean, you say you shouldn't do it, but it works for me. But my question to you is, if it's working for you, why are you still banging against that wall? Maybe it's not working as well as you think it is. Maybe it's not working as well as you think it is. Maybe Facebook is like ice cream, and maybe email is like chocolate bars, and maybe the to-do list is like uh, frosted, uh, sugary cornflakes in the morning. You say, but Sean, I eat frosted, you know, I eat three servings of frosted, sugary uh, flakes in the morning, and they make me feel so good when I'm eating them. I don't have any energy an hour later. And But if you don't correlate those two problems, you know, or you say, you know, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I just need a pick-me-up. I just need a pick-me-up. And instead of taking a nap or instead of having a coffee with no sugar in it, I'm going to go have a chocolate bar because that picks me up by 5 o'clock. You're cranky. You don't notice, you don't tie the, the chocolate bar at 2 o'clock to cranky at 5. You say, I really like ice cream. Huh. I have ice cream right before bed. And ice cream, it helps me go to sleep. Yeah, It helps you go to sleep while your body is depositing the fat from the ice cream onto targeted spots on your body. But all those things feel really good. doesn't make them right. doesn't make them right. By the way, I struggle with all those things. I love chocolate bars, and I love frosted, sugary cornflakes, and I love to have ice cream. But unfortunately, at my age, my body has told me that if I eat those things, I will live a shortened life, and so I have to have some control. That is what's going on in your business. You say, I have this burning desire, and I can handle a to-do list, and I can handle all these other things. The reality is you can't. You can't because those things are holding you back. Now, there's another thing that's holding some of you back. So what did we talk about? We talked about fear. We talked about fear. The second thing we have talked about is managing distraction by not just having a big why, but having a burning fire. And focusing on that fire. But the third thing, the third thing that's holding many of you back is that you spend 80 to 90% of your time trying to figure out technological pieces online. Now, this is not everybody, but many of you are spending a significant part of your time. Like, if we were to add up your pie chart of the time that you spend online, you're building your business – you have a four-hour day. Let's say that a four-hour day means you have eight 30-minute blocks. So one 30-minute block is spent on your burning desire. You're really excited. You're writing content. You're making recordings, whatever the case is, okay? Four of those blocks, two hours, are spent on email, Facebook, other social media, and to-do lists, okay? The other three blocks are spent with trying to figure out technological things, and at the end of the day, you have nothing to show for it because three or four of your blocks have been tied up by technology and three or four of your blocks have been tied up by to-do lists and email and social media. And when you look at any of those things, you're like, Sean, I don't want to get rid of to-do. That's fine. I don't want to get rid of email. That's fine. I, don't, I, I want to solve the technology problem, but I don't know how. But when you look at it in the aggregate, if you were to say, I'm going to get rid of everything, I'm going to get rid of all of the things that are tying up my time, and I'm going to solve the technology problem, you're going to now have three and a half free hours every day to actually beat through that wall and break that wall down. Because right now, you only have half an hour to break the wall down, because three and a half hours are spent on all these other things. I've already given you the solution to the to-do lists and emails and social media, and that's just... You gotta have that burning fire that crowds it all out, and so you just, you don't go there. Okay. But I want to encourage you on technology. I want to encourage you on technology. One of the, one of the things that I've done in my business, that I have two rules in my business. One I call the McDonald's Principle. The McDonald's Principle says that I will not, I will not do, and 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 I break this occasionally, so this is for me. This is maybe a 98% rule, but McDonald's rule is if if I cannot show other people how to duplicate what I'm doing in my business. So if there's a tool I use in my business, say to deliver uh, conferencing or to do use email. I don't want to use some custom convoluted solution that saves me 27 cents a day that nobody else can figure out. I want to use a solution that if somebody says, hey, how do you do your teleconferencing? I say, oh, use Instant Teleseminar. I, everything to me is broken down to the simplest component. I do things in a really simple way so that I can show other people how to do what I do. So in, in the running, Of my uh, customer-forward business, okay, and in in teaching, say, these calls and coaching, my whole coaching model. That's why I wrote Anyone Can Coach. And there's obviously some things that other people do in a more advanced, complicated, complex way with their coaching programs that maybe makes them 5% better than what I teach. But they're so complicated that hardly anybody can figure it out, so who cares? But if you read my book, Anyone Can Coach, you'll know that I have boiled it down to the simplest way any human on earth can run a coaching program. And it may be 5% uh, less bells and whistles than everybody else's programs out there or methods for building a coaching program, but it's something everybody can do. It's not complicated. It's not convoluted. It's nothing. And so that's, that's a big example. Same thing with my email methodology. I don't have a hundred things that I do with email. I have a daily email that I write. I either teach something or I sell something. Or I build up desire. I mean, that's about it. It's simple. It's simple, simple, simple. Which allows me to teach other people. And so by having, by controlling the technology in my business, I've been able to do something over the years that most people can't do and have the type of business that I have because I believe most people that have a business that generates the revenue and that changes the number of lives that I do or that in my business does, thanks be to God, that in my business does, okay, they use ten times as much technology as I do. And so I've boiled it all down in my business to just being simple. No bells and whistles. Make it really simple. Just just the core, core, core pieces of technology. And for those of you that are in the know, you know that I'm in the process of releasing kind of an all-in-one technology solution that's going to make things even easier for folks. So it's kind of a beta right now, but going to make things even easier. And, and what I'm doing, I'll just talk about this for 30 seconds, and we'll move on. and get back to you. What what one of the things that's a burning desire in my me is to say that for folks that are spending two hours a day banging their head against the wall with technology, I want to give them a solution that allows them to run their business as quickly and easily and flawlessly and simply as I do. Because if they can get rid of the technology uh, uh, bottlenecks, they'll be able to grow. Okay, so I, once I mentioned it, I want to share that with you. The question for you is, you eliminate the to-do list, you eliminate email, and you eliminate social media, what are you going to do to eliminate the technology bottlenecks? And what you may need to do is say, do I need simpler software to do the things that I'm doing? If you're spending 45 minutes a day trying to figure out your autoresponder, maybe it's the wrong one. If you're spending 45 minutes, or if it takes you a whole week to figure out how to configure a product in your website, maybe you're using the, so, the wrong software. Okay, and everybody's using different software. And of course, if you spent the last three years figuring out your software and now you got it all under control and you just know it inside and out and it only takes you five minutes a day. Well, you've broken through that and, and that's great. You don't need to do anything. So, where are we at? Fear. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta move it through fear. You gotta move through fear. That's number one. The second thing, burning desire. You've got to have a burning desire that crowds out all distraction. The next thing is, you, you, because you have that burning desire, you've just got to say, you know what, email and social media and to-do lists are not making it. They're not cutting it for me. Why? Because I'm not getting the results that I want. And then you've got to look at the technology that you're using and the software that you're using and all the components that you're using and say, wow, how much time am I spending on all this? What if I just did it the way Sean does it and I just wrote a quick five-minute email every day and I did a weekly coaching call, and I had really, really uh, easy website software that is just really, I mean, it's just everything in your business technologically was easy. It only took you 10 minutes a day to do almost anything that you wanted to do technologically. How would things change in your business if all of those things were in place? And then the final thing I want to give you today, I want to give you, the final thing I want to give you is, when you're looking at whatever your wall is. So, right now, you've had some aha moments right now. And, and, and for everybody, it's different. I mean, for some of you, it's your to do list. Some of you, it's email. Some of you, it's technology. Some of you, it's fear. And some of you, it's everything. But now, I want you to look at your wall. What's really holding you back? In okay, fact, let's do this. Let's do this as another assignment. Oh, take, flip over your sheet of paper. Write down on your sheet of paper. What, what's your big goal? What's your big assignment? What is your big fire? What is burning inside of you? What is it? Write it down. Let me just give you a second. What's that big thing? Maybe you're not exactly sure you got four big things. Guess what? You better choose one. You'll never accomplish four big things in the next year or two. I mean, you could, but then they're probably not as big as you think they are. I mean, Seriously. If you're going to do four life-changing things in the next year, none of them are probably as life-changing as you think. I mean, either that or you're going to be superhuman. And unfortunately, so many of us, when we think we're superhuman, we do too much and we burn out. I mean, realistically, you can only do one thing, big thing. You know, and if the truth of the matter is, if if that big thing is done in 90 days, then you can tackle the next big thing. But if you try to do four big things at one time, you usually just get torn.
1: Because every day you wake
0: up and go, well, which big thing should I work on? You know, and if you work on one big thing on Monday and one big thing on Tuesday and one big thing on Wednesday and one big thing on Thursday, and then next week you've forgotten what you did on Monday by Monday. It takes you half the day to figure it back out. But if you're working on one big thing, you work on it every single day until it's done. What's that big thing? What's the thing you're going to use to change the world? What's the thing that you're banging your head against? Write it down. Right, banging your head against. Write it down. Okay. Let me ask you this. What? Is the single biggest struggle that's been holding you back from accomplishing that big thing. Just write it down. What is it? What, what, is, what is the thing that you're banging your head against the wall to break through? What is it? Is it time? Is it wasting your time on distractions? Is it fear? Is it technology? Or is it something else? Write it down. What's that big thing? Okay, now, I actually written that down. I'm going to ask you a question. What's it costing you to not break through on that thing? Seriously, if you had solved that thing out three years ago, how would your life be different today? Would your income level be different? Would your success level be different? Would the number of people that you changed lives be different? If you'd have solved that challenge three years ago, if you'd have solved that challenge three years ago, would you be making a different level of income today? Let's just talk about money for a moment. I don't want to talk about money too much, but I think money's part of the equation. How much money would you be making different than you are right now if you solved that problem three years ago? You know, whatever that number is, say by the month, multiply it by 36 months. That's what it's cost you or something like what it's cost you in the last three years to not figure this thing out. So let me ask you this. How much longer are you willing to go without solving this? Are you willing to continue losing that much money every month because you haven't solved the problem? So how about lives change? Let's get away from the money. Right now, you're you're changing four lives a month, let's say. But if you had broken through the struggle, how many lives a month would you be changing? Would you be changing 100 lives a month? i mean, just throwing that number. I don't know what the number is for you. But, I mean, if, if, if you could implement your idea in its fullest and in its entirety, if you could implement your idea in its fullest and in, its entirely, how many people's lives would you be changing a month? And if it's 100 times 36 months, would it's cost you the last 36 months to not figure this thing out is that 3,600 people's lives have not been changed that could have been. And the question is, how much longer are you willing to continue holding yourself back from helping 100 people a month? Are you willing, are you willing to face up to the fact that if you don't solve this problem in the next 36 months, next 36 months going forward, 3,600 people will not be able to have their lives changed by you? What's it costing you? What's it cost? I mean, I gave you a money example and I gave you a person example. What is it costing you not to figure this thing out? So here's the question. You've written it down, you've thought about it. Let me ask you this How much longer, how much longer are you willing to go without making a change? How much longer are you willing to continue to suffer that loss? financially or the loss of people that you can change lives or whatever, how much longer are you willing to do it? Now, if you've written down, no longer, congratulations. Congratulations. And that's who I'm going to talk with right now. For those of you that say, no longer, no longer am I going to allow this to happen, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you. Find a way. Don't quit today's message. Don't quit today's message and say, wow, Sean gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling. And probably today there's different than warm, fuzzy feeling. Probably today is I either made you angry or I've said something that excited you or I gave you a breakthrough or I did both. Like you have a mix of anger right now at me, at yourself, at life. You, and you also have a mix of excitement that's in there. You have, you have this butterflies in your stomach because you're going to overcome fear. There's probably some emotion going on right now. So the truth of the matter is, if you don't ride that wave of emotion and do something about this immediately after this phone call, it's just going to turn into a warm fuzzy feeling and then we do it all over again next week. So you have the opportunity right now to change your life forever. You have your, the opportunity right now to make a change that will change your life and will change the life of your family, your parents, your children, your husband, your wife, and the people that depend on you to teach in your niche area. You, you have the opportunity right now to make a lifetime decision that you're going to overcome fear, you're going to overcome the minutiae like to-do lists and email and, and social media, that you're going to overcome the technology, that you're going to find the simplest way to do it, and you're going to focus on changing lives. You have the ability to make that decision right now if you're no longer willing to wait to make that happen. And the question is, are, are you going to jump? Are you going to do it? Folks, I've given you all the tools today. I've, I, have, I have gone over the biggest things. I've given you the tools to solve the biggest problems. I've given you the solution to fear. I've given you the solution that works for me. I've given you the solution to distractions, the solution that works for me. I've given you the solutions to doubling up your time by getting rid of all the minutia. I've given you the solution or the path to the solution or some ideas to the solution for simplifying your business so that instead of so many bells and whistles, it just changes lives. I've given you all of those pieces. Now you've got to ask yourself, are you going to implement it all and make it happen? Because now is the first day of the rest of your life. Now is the first day of the change in your business. Now you have the opportunity. I can't make it for you. Your husband can't make it for you. Your wife can't make it for you. Kids, your parents, nobody can make it for you. Only you can make the decision that things are going to be different now that you're going to walk into the future and it is going to be different because you are making different choices, because you are going to wake up in the morning with a burning desire. You are going to overcome fear and just do things. You are going to move into the future, and the ball is in your court. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, make that decision. Maybe you've made it. Maybe you've written it down on that sheet of paper. If you haven't, work through this thing. Cancel your next meeting. Whatever you have to do, work through this. Work with, work through. I mean, you're feeling pretty good right now. Don't allow that to be squelched by some client. If you have to cancel your next hour's appointments, call your secretary, whatever you have to do, say, look, I'm not available for the next hour. Do whatever you have to do to move things around because I am working on some very important things. You've got to figure this thing out. And if you've got it figured out, I encourage you to make the internal decision to jump out there and simply make it happen, and I believe that you can do it.